Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm Sophia Coppola. Why did I say that? <laughs> Don't answer it, Ashley. She won't. We'll revisit later. It'll all make sense. Okay. I always take care of you guys. I tie it in at the end. What I do. You don't tie it in at the end. You explain yourself right now so your joke makes sense. No. I look, people say this about me. They say, James, you're a visionary. That's what they say. They do? They say that and they compare me to Walt Disney all the time. Every day. Not in like, you know, success or like vision or creativity or just, like <laughs> that you're a closet smoker. Just a closet smoker. <laughs> you're just some some white guy. That's what they say about me. By the way, James is not a closet smoker. He is very open about it. I'm just <laughs> he doesn't smoke. <laughs> I used to smoke. Yeah. And then I got really lucky and got really sick. Uh-huh. And I couldn't smoke. I was so sick that I couldn't smoke. And then I just kept not smoking. Yeah. I got very lucky. There it is. I love smoking. I really do. Still but you, you to this vape, day. don't you? Yeah. I need, I need to stop it. But... It's pretty bad for you. Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> Lots she of things are aware. bad for me. Oh, so many things. I drink so much whiskey. Yeah. I don't work out. Sure. Um, I definitely don't drink enough water. Sometimes I go days right and days without eating a vegetable. And I like vegetables. They're what's your, just. What's your favorite vegetable? Uh, Brussels sprouts. It's a good answer. Brussels. Yeah. I love me an asparagus. Why is it called Brussels sprouts? Is it from Brussels? No. Brussels. That's Brussels. It is Brussels. It's actually from Brussels. I don't know, but it's Brussels it's... sprout. It is no. Brussels. I always thought it was. What did I think it was? Brussels sprout? Brussels. Well, that's because it's an S on an S and it's Brussels confusing. Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Huh. Well, Brussels there you go. Sprouts. Now, if you were to say, uh, we're going to James's house, mm -hmm. and you were to write that out, do you say... I would write James apostrophe. Good. That's the right answer. Not James apostrophe... S. S. Yeah, that's crazy. I've seen that before. Yeah. That's weird, right? Apostrophes make me absolutely livid that people don't know how to use them also names that end with an s make me crazy yeah like you're sarah that's easy. ashley you're you're singular right i'm james you're I'm, multiple james I'm multiple james <laughs> <laughs> well we're back as one of the best podcasts ever created we never and... left as one of the bed po best podcasts <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's um, how you can tell because none of us can talk <laughs> Well, how are we all doing? The weather's starting to change. You've noticed that. Oh, for Eesh. sure. It's Speaking of which. Common. Uh, I, no, no, that, not that. That is. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it was. Ah, <laughs> this just in. It's 69 and cloudy at not Disneyland. And it's 81 and sunny at Disneyland. Now. I can't believe you missed an opportunity there. I know. I really, you all know what I was. 69. You've, you've grown as a person. Cloudy. Thanks. You didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I didn't e I didn't even think about it. I did. I is that did what too. growing up feels of like? Of course you did, Ash. I guess this is growing I guess up. This is growing up. <laughs> I wouldn't give myself that much credit. I was probably not processing. That's what it is. That's usually what you it also is. weren't looking at it like I was. Right. So yeah. Well, speaking of the California weather, we want to give you a little recap. Ash, producer Ash, and I just went to Disneyland. We went to D twenty three Expo. We'll, we'll cover all that in a second. Before we get to that, 
The weather in California on our trip was swampy. So swampy. That's so crazy. It, and and it's so rare. Mm-hmm. So rare that it's that's it's like Florida level humidity. It really? was nuts, sir. It was like really hot and very very humid. So was the park packed still? On Monday it was. Yeah, the first day we went Saturday. Uh, it was lovely. Like some of the best wait times that I can remember. Mm. Like really, really nice. Lovely as far as busyness goes. Yeah, yeah. Like fifteen humid minute for pirates. Time. Yeah, shit like that. Like just crazy. But yeah, very, very humid, and it rained a tiny, tiny bit. Really, just kind of misted a few times. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was it was weird, and everyone was talking about it. Like this is so rare here. And then as soon as we land, that cleared up. As soon as we get back home, yeah. You brought it with you. So if you happen to have been in California during that time, I apologize on behalf of a former Californian. It is not usually like that. (laughs) Uh, We met a lot of people, saw a lot of people at the expo. All the YouTuber vlogger types. Mm -hmm. Michael does Disney. Oh, yeah. I gave him a a fist bump and what's up. Um, Adam the Woo, a very quick interaction. We ran into him at... Yeah, where? In Florida. In Florida, right? Walt yeah. Disney World? Yeah. No, it was Carsland. That's what it was. It was Carsland. We met Best Life and Beyond. Best Life and Beyond was in Florida. In Florida. Yeah. Wasn't he with them? Not that time. Not oh, okay. that no. time. No, it was um, Theme Park Obsession, I think. Theme Park them. Obsession. Red hair guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lost Bros. Oh, and then Lost Bros. I met mm-hmm. them. Talked to cool. Cody from Lost Bros. And Lexi. Lexi. Lex or Lexi, something like that. Anyway, very sweet people. Very, very kind. We talked about um, punk rock bands, and he, he loved that I managed Alan Day, who plays in a band called Four Year Strong, mm-hmm. and that's one of his favorite bands of all time. Cool. So we talked about that, uh, common interests, tattoos, and stuff. Um, so if you're listening, hi. Hi. It was nice to meet you. <laughs> now, on the expo itself, rubbing my hands. Yeah. I'm doing one of those. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You want to give the breakdown, Ash? You want to give our thoughts on it? I mean, I was pretty overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> Not by the content, by the by the environment. Right. Uh-huh. Which is interesting about you, that you, like Disneyland doesn't overwhelm you usually. Mm-mm. It's because it's something, I don't know, like, well, you, I'll, you explain it. What's the difference? I just, I don't think that I'm a good fit for a con or an expo because it's, it's a lot of like engaging with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people want things from you. And it's really loud. Mm-hmm. Really, really loud. And hard to get in food. every direction. Lines everywhere for everything. Very packed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that doesn't sound like my cup of tea either. No. And like, I think the other part of the problem was that I didn't know what 60% of the content was of the things that were. I would second Around. that. Yeah. There's just so much of like, I don't know how to explain it. Like a Japanime or anime version of a Disney IP. And, and I like, don't know it's what like that a big is, booth a where big people thing. are super stoked. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> or some like streetwear drop that has some Disney IP on it. And that's a thing. And people really care about it. And they, they seem stoked about it. But I have no reference point at all for why that's cool or why I should give a shit. Right. I kind of um, turned into like a, a scared 
grumpy old man. Like, I don't understand what's happening around <laughs> yeah, me. kept making that joke. <laughs> but there were some things that you liked. Yes. Um, what was the booth? Super 5? Super 7. Super 7. Close. Uh, you got some, like, really cool playing cards from them. Yeah. Super 7, they have really, really cool. great action figures. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they had, like, um, McBain from The Simpsons. Simpsons. And He's, like, the villain that they always use. They're about to come out with a Troy McClure set uh-huh. with little Billy, his sidekick. It's very cute. Yeah, really nice people. Cold booth. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot, but I also like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been to NAM twice now. NAM's the music convention at that same convention center. So A, I was used to the convention center. I knew kind of how to get around. And I'm I'm a little bit more used to the like the way that these cons are, you know? And you're a schmoozer. I'm a schmoozer. And I loved it. Yeah. And I also like seeing business happening and people making money and transactions and oh, there was a really cool corner that you loved, Ashley. Remember the like almost garage sale? Yeah, it was corner? like the far back were all of the like vintage garage sale style yeah. like Independent vendors. Vendors, like like old guys and their collectibles from their garage. That's cool. So that was really. I wandered really cool. into that and I was like, I found my place. <laughs> was it a fortune? Everything? No, Actually, no, really? No, it was. It was. Be, it would be like you going into an antique store and finding Disney stuff there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was that price. It was also huh. neat because I was like, oh, I have that. Oh, they're yeah, selling that for two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when push comes to shove, you can just sell everything in this room here. And <laughs> yep, you'll be Retire. fine. Um, I, I liked it, like I said, and also I will say that I don't need to go back every year. But well, it's I, only every two years. Or every two years, right? Yeah. I don't need to do it every time. Yeah. But I think the next time it's held, I'll still want to do it, but I would like to plan it better. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to NAM, we organized a bunch of meetups and, mm-hmm. you know, let's meet here for coffee this time because I'm trying to do business. I'm networking, you know? Yeah. And I think that is what those things are more or less for, either for the super fan that wants to dress up, and there's a lot of that there, mm-hmm. or for people that want to do something. You know, we saw some people like recording each other in the corner. So like as a podcast, right. we could totally do that Yeah, because everyone's there, all the vloggers and all the people that you might want to talk to and interact Yeah, now with, that we have like fun. a good like concept of what it is, uh, I think we could go back at some point. With in the plan. near future. Right. Yeah, with a plan and with, like, stuff to do. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, I, and anyway, I, I thought it was cool. I thought a lot of the announcements were kind of underwhelming. Very underwhelming. Very, very underwhelming. I always feel that way about announcements. Like, I'm supposed to be way more excited about something than I am. <laughs> yeah. Uh, feel- but maybe it's just because I'm really apathetic about everything. Well, this time, I mean, they announced one cool thing, but it was kind of... I think we mentioned on the last episode there's, there's going to be a, a third attraction at Avengers Campus. Kind of cool, depending on what you think, whatever, whatever. Um, but, but that what was is like, it? what is it? There's no, there's information. no information. What type of ride vehicle is it going to be? That was the same thing with the Web Slinger. They yeah. like talked about this thing forever. And then no one but knew what it was. But at least with that, they gave you like concept art. So you could well, kind yeah, of decide. They gave us concept art, but it's just well, people sitting in a ride people. vehicle with every Avenger every and Thanos <laughs> circling possible. it. Because it's a multiverse ride. Right. And, and what am I looking at? And then all the so then all the other announcements from Joshy e. D, Josh Tomorrow, 
who's the parks guy, um, were just like basically blog worthy post uh, announcements rather. Yeah. You know, like we're gonna have uh, the Hulk meet and greet in in Avengers Campus. We're gonna have a lot of. Meet we're gonna and have greet. the Mandalorian walking That's around. It it's like well, they had John okay. Favre, the director of the Mandalorian, and a lot of the Marvel stuff, original Iron Man movies. You know, big time director yeah. known for Marvel and Disney. People stood up because they were waiting for some big announcement because they brought him on stage. Yeah, <laughs> and all he announced was the Mandalorian meet and greet. Yeah, that's what? disappointing. Yeah, so a lot of the feedback and a lot of people that cover the Disney parks were just like, they just phoned it in. Mm. They clearly weren't very prepared. I will say they have um, a veritable shit ton of like exclusive merchandise and like a lot of independent people had booths there. Yes. So like lots of really cool like very small cool. makers. Totally. And there's a lot of stuff that you can only buy there at that time, which was really cool. And I really liked the things that you could like walk through that are like history and like oh, concept art. That's always that was my great. favorite yeah. stuff. That was amazing. And the costumes, like they had costumes from mm-hmm. um, Marvel. They had costumes from... And even like old movies like Mary Poppins. And yeah, didn't really they have old... the merry-go-round horse? Yeah, yes. they had that. I mean, there was actually some pretty cool stuff. Walt's plane. The Walt's plane was there. The whole like thing? his airplane. Yeah. The airplane. Okay. In this giant yeah. room in the convention center. Yep. So that, you know, it was really cool. It was just so, like, mixed with chaos and again, it, that here's what I'm realizing in real time. I think it's a good example of, for instance, when we talk to people that don't know how to do Disneyland, mm-hmm. they just they just go right, and then and they're like, ah, I don't no know. shit, they have a bad time. We don't know how to do D23. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I think that's mostly what it was. Like yeah. we just didn't really know what we were doing. I feel that way every single time I've ever gone to any kind of an expo. Right, where I walk through and I'm like, I feel like I should be caring about this stuff yeah. but i don't everyone else at does. all people are like long lines to yeah. get into these booths and I'm like what is it yes i don't know why i should care like they're waiting in line forever just to get to a cashier but what are they buying and then right. what happens yeah at- that was the other thing is a lot of it felt like a mall Mm-hmm. It was so much waiting in Most line. Most of it was based It was on exactly how people feel at Disneyland when they don't know what they're doing. Yep. It's just like, I'm just waiting in line everywhere. It's loud and there's no food and I can't sit anywhere. And yeah. I don't know what I'm waiting in line for. Yeah. And for us, it's like, that's all happening too, but we love the the payoff of right. the attractions and the thing and we know what we're doing and whatever. Yeah. Um, the other thing I will say that I love... Is just the construction of the booths. You know, I, I appreciate production. I appreciate the people that built those physical booths. Mm-hmm. Like the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel booth. It was, I mean, it's like the size of this house, if not bigger. Okay. Like really impressive. You know, Indiana Jones booth. Crazy. Yeah, Indiana Willow Jones. Willow. Both. Willow. They're doing a new Willow uh, series. series on D23. Come on. Dude, and it looks rad. It, it on I, D23 or did Disney I say, Plus. Sorry, Disney Plus. Okay, yeah, I yeah. was like, is this something I should yeah, know about? Well, now we're really <laughs> I'm confused. Really out of the yeah. loop. <laughs> sorry, no, Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, wow, yeah, I know. I thought it was a movie at first, but apparently it's a miniseries. Anyway, it, you know, it was all the things, it was, it was cool, and you really felt like you were with your fellow Disney nerds because mm-hmm. that's what it is. And um, so, so for that, with a hefty cool. dose of get off my lawn. 
Yeah, a lot of, I, I'm old, I don't yeah, know what Tell this me is. I'm a good man. Tell me I'm a good man. <laughs> I'm scared and lonely. <laughs> well, before we get into our main segment, I wanted to share a quick story with you all. Ooh, um, it's actually two stories. Ooh. Two separate people that I have spoken to about this podcast shared their Disney moments with me. And they're both people that I would not have expected to have a great Disneyland moment. Yeah. Don't you love that? I love that. One is one of my regular customers at the bar. He, his name's Jim. He's great. Uh, We've totally become friends. He told me that when he was a kid, I don't know how old he was. I want to say he was like middle school, maybe Uh, his dad's friend i believe had some kind of a company party at disneyland and they like rented out the entire thing which they don't do anymore but they used to do that yeah and it was like five ten thousand people in the whole park which just makes it a dream come true oh wow and they were on pirates and he decided to hop out of the boat no to explore the little island with all the gold yeah um immediately got in trouble yeah they made him get back in a boat and get off the ride and they told him you can either be banned from disneyland or promise you'll never go on this ride again really yeah <laughs> like you can you're you're banned from this ride yeah like you're not allowed to go on this again wow. which of course he's an adult now nobody's keeping track of that but what if it what if there was like an yeah alarm? facial recognition <laughs> <Right>. software <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but they stay in themed, like, you gotta get off. Go <laughs> off the plank with yeah, ye. the plank. But he wanted to let everyone know that the gold is just one solid piece. Hey, Sarah, what are you doing right now? Isn't that sad? Knock it off. Ruining my childhood. I said, you mean they're not real doubloons? <laughs> <laughs> well, everything at Disneyland is nailed down. Right. Like, we were, we were walking through the Indiana Jones queue, and like, you know when you get in those moods where you're just really looking at everything? Yes, yes. I'm just like, the Disney magic, just freaking out. To, to the point where you're like, it's a shovel. Isn't that cool to have a <laughs> yeah. shovel here? And then I, you, just, you just get dumber and dumber the longer you're there. And I noticed that, like, there's just, like, four bolts Right through this shovel, you yep. know, drilled, and everything is like holding that. it down because people yeah. will walk away with that shovel. Of course, if they, they will. A chance. I would. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana Jones shovel, like that matters. Uh, yeah. So the second story is actually my therapist. Yeah. And uh, we were talking the other day, and she said, "I've told you my Disney story, right?" And I said, "No." And she's like, "Do you want to hear it?" I said, yeah. <laughs> yes. So. When she was about 20 years old, she was there with her family, I believe, and she didn't want to go on Space Mountain. Mm -hmm. She wanted to sit that one out, so everyone else went on the ride, and she decided to sit out, like, in that courtyard area. Yeah. The weirdest area of of Disneyland. Yep. She said all the benches were taken up, because there was, like, a huge group of foreign tourists there. Right. And so they were all sitting on all of the benches. So she was just like, whatever, I'm exhausted i'm sitting on the ground so she sits down Mm cross-legged and not long after she sits down she sees a mouse come out of a bush and come running directly at her (laughs) and it hops in her lap (gasps) and it's sitting in her like on the ground in the little space created by her cross legs is it wearing a crop top and a hat it was not 
but she's like looking around going what's after this thing that it feels like it needs to hide in my lap yeah yeah, yeah. A cat. and she's like looking down and looking down and then she looks up and there's like dozens of people standing around saying mickey mouse mickey mouse and taking pictures she's like so there are like hundreds of photos out there somewhere of my lap <laughs> with a mouse on it because yeah. everyone's like it's a disney mouse therefore it's mickey, mickey mouse. mouse it was all the foreign oh tourists oh mickey mouse my. mickey mouse <laughs> they're like that's some great animatronics <laughs> yeah Aww. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I've never seen a Disneyland mouse. I haven't either. Maybe they got rid of them all. I very rarely even see a Disneyland bug. Yeah. Yeah. Something's going on there. They've now, like... I don't know how old she is, but, you know, she's around my age. So mm-hmm. this was probably, you know, early 2000s. Oh, okay. So right. it was... It's a different park. It was a different park then. Maybe sure, they didn't sure, have sure. as many cats or something. So speaking of Tomorrowland, before we move on, we we, uh, we crushed Space Mountain. It was the first attraction we did. Got a little nauseous, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just getting worse and worse. Motion sickness as I get older. Great. Awesome. Do you close your eyes at the beginning? Sure do. Oh. You taught me that. Yeah. The spinny part just... I can't. I can't. No, it was just like the just ride. Just thinking about it, I start to get nauseous. Oh, it's the worst. But apparently, Guardians of the Galaxy ride at Walt Disney World, uh-huh. it's like that. Great. It's all that stuff. And uh... it's it's like Space Mountain indoor coaster. And the ride vehicle goes like backwards and kind of moves. And... Oh, God. <laughs> so. My mouth's watering like and we have to do it. right now. We got to do it. but Oh, for sure. I don't know. I just barf. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So anyway, we got we got the ride. We're looking around, and we we do a, a lap around Tomorrowland. We're like, let's do a rip around Tomorrowland. Man, that corner sucks. <laughs> <laughs> There's just, nothing there. It just gets worse and worse. It's desolate. Desolate, depressing. Yeah. Soviet level, like <laughs> totally. It's all gray. Oh man, the whole thing's gray. <laughs> uh, they're going out of their way to make it look more and more. <laughs> post-apocalyptic Post, yeah <laughs> yeah it's such a funny thing because then you get out of it you either get out of it by going to main street and it's like yay, yay! or you get out of it through like the matterhorn fantasy land side mm-hmm. either way it changes pretty quickly and you're like, immediately immediately the lagoon is open again that does look very pretty i will say even though it shouldn't be there <laughs> let's, let's go the ahead lagoon's get... fine just don't put anyone under it yeah yeah. yeah, just yeah. You use that as like a pretty little water feature. I'm good to go. Just avoid going under the la- lagoon in a clearly giant coffin. Death coffin. Yeah. And Autopia, get it out of here. <laughs> that stupid meet and greet area. <laughs> what it? Still, have never been inside it. Never Some will. Giant rotunda for meeting Star Wars characters. I think. sure. That's what Galaxy's Edge is for. <laughs> get that building. Turn a, a Wally attraction or something. Well, they're not giving any money to Tomorrowland anytime soon, so yeah. that's not happening. All right, let's move on. Well, in honor of spooky season Ooh. and Hocus Pocus 2 being released on Disney Plus on yes. September 30th, we're talking Hocus Pocus. Yes. Hocus Pocus. Spooky season is here. Disney Disneyland looked so cute and it was so Halloweened out. I love that. A little winky Mickey guys there. Dude, so good. Dare I say the park looks even cuter during Halloween time than it does at Christmas. I agree. Absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah. Right? I totally agree. Christmas looks amazing, but Halloween, the decorations are everywhere. I think that everywhere. they do more for Halloween they than do. they do for Christmas. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Hit it. Um, so, I just have a smattering of, like, hey, did you knows? Mm-hmm. And would you look at that? <laughs> well, I like both of them. I like that. Yeah. Okay. They're in no particular order. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. The film was actually almost called Halloween House, which is really? a terrible name. Clearly. It sure is. Sure is. Um, it was also initially much scarier, with the sisters being the stars of the show and the kids, which were 12 years old in this version, being lesser characters. Okay. Okay. Which I probably would have liked more. Probably. Wait, how old are they, how old are they in the movie? Well, the girls are like older teens. 12, and then the boys are like teenagers. Yeah. Or the boys. The boy and the girl. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember anybody's names. Okay. Um, it was not a Halloween release. Despite really? its role today as one of the quintessential Halloween classics, it was actually released smack dab in the middle of summer. <laughs> really? On July what? 16th, 1993. The 90s were a weird, weird time. Well, why? Why would they do such a thing? Tell us. Well, Disney was trying to capitalize on kids being out of school for the summer while also avoiding competing with their big Halloween-themed film coming out that year, which was The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, Uh, yeah. Which is more of a Christmas movie. We all know it. I'm not wrong. Not at all. But it hit the theaters a few days before Halloween, so they wanted to... I think they took a gamble on when to release it, and it didn't really work because it was a flop. Yes, it was. I didn't even know about it until, like, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. I think I'm right there with it. I mean, I maybe I knew about it, but I definitely didn't give a shit about it. Yeah. It wasn't until I was like well into dating you that you made me watch that movie. Yeah, I have been watching it since it came out. Yeah, we watch it every year now. On the, on the regular. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'll watch it a couple times a year because it's like yeah, it's Halloween great. time and then Christmas time. Totally. It's great. The Wait, you're, are you talking about Nightmare? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, I was talking oh, about Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Both. Uh, The film budget was $24 million, and the initial box office run only pulled in $39.5 million, so it barely pulled a tiny profit. Hmm. Um, I love that these numbers are not profits. (laughs) It never never makes sense to us normal people. Us normies. I mean, that's only $15 million in net, and then... I mean, you got to give Bet Midler at least fifty million. You got to shave off at least fifty for Bet. <laughs> uh, well, the reason why it didn't do so well, first of all, it was in the middle of summer. Secondly, it hit the theaters on the same day as a big blockbuster of nineteen ninety three. Mm. What What do you think it was competing against in July of ninety three? Ninety three. Ninety three. I um, can't think that far back. <sighs> Think about what I have nightmares about. What you have nightmares about? Like, subject-wise, or... I was going to say Titanic, but that was later. You have have nightmares about whales. Mm -hmm. Oh, Free Willy. Willy. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Which is an animatronic whale. Do you have nightmares about orcas? Constantly. Constantly. (laughs) (laughs) That's hysterical. And I'm sorry that you have that fear. (laughs) 
I know. It's, it's I also thing. have a fear of things that are really big like that. Yeah. Well, Whales, yeah. cruise ships, submarines, big buildings that go up just too high. Yeah. Yeah. New submarines. York, submarines. Yeah. Just right. vast things and scare my, me. My dick. Am I right, guys? High five, everyone. Not only was no free one high fived him, he high fived uh, himself. You guys heard the sound, audience. You heard that sound. <laughs> Speaking of freeing Willie, <laughs> that was a big D high five for you. Oh boy, hit it, Ash. Not only was Free Willie a way more anticipated film, it was a much more natural fit for the kind of film that you would take your kids yeah. to see in the middle of summer. <laughs> oh, Agreed. you don't say that children eating witches <laughs> was not a good summertime movie for children. I was trying to figure out where in the movie a child ate a witch. And now I'm like, oh. <laughs> The children, children child eating, yes. eating witches. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be a fun movie too. Um, so the director Kenny Ortega is um, an accomplished choreography director in his own right. I did mm. not know this, having worked with Cher, Kiss, Gloria Estefan, and Michael Jackson. He's also done the choreography for movies like Pretty in Pink, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, mm. Newsies, and. Tu Wong Fu, for thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. I love that movie. Me too. Is there a dance scene in Pretty in Pink that I guess there is? I can't even remember. I mean, not really though, right? I can't remember that movie. Hmm. Hmm. That's the one with Ducky and Yeah. Yeah. But I can't remember anything about it. It's okay. Yeah. He also choreographed and directed the first three high school musical films. Damn. Cute. Cute. <laughs> so some very famous people turned down roles in the movies or in the movie. Sorry. James McMillan. <laughs> As witch number one. <laughs> As Mary Sanderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was offered, quote, more money than he ever dreamed of. Amazing. To play Max. But he instead decided to, to do Wet Seating Gilbert Grape. Okay. That is a better movie for sure. As far as like. Kind of a I risky mean, role though. You know what I mean? Real risky. <laughs> And uh, I think Hocus Pocus would have done far better in yeah. the theater sure. with Leo. Yeah. yeah. Just it saying. Well, Rosie O'Donnell was offered the role of Mary Sanderson, but she felt, quote, uneasy about playing a character who kills children. Oh, get Wham. out of here, Rosie. Uh-huh. And um, terrible, terrible option. Jennifer Lopez auditioned for the role of Sarah Sanderson. Oh, my God. Jeez. Why? Yipes. That's the J-Lo? Jessica Parker. Oh, yeah. Her character. Yeah. J-Lo? <laughs> oh, you mean that Jennifer Lopez? No. The one from the block? You mean Jenny from the block? <laughs> the one from the block? <laughs> um, Many people know, some don't. I'm throwing it in there. The fountain that is shown in Hocus Pocus is the same fountain in the opening of Friends. Oh, that's right. You... I have heard that. So it's actually on the lot Yep, of the, whatever the Warner Brothers was. studio Warner Brothers. lot. Yep. In Burbank, California. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, one of the houses in the movie is very famous in other movies. Mm. So when Max stops to talk to the cat, Binks, outside of a home with a wrought iron fence and blue shutters, that is none other than the house from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. No way. No way. Additionally, Thora Birch, who plays Danny, um, would later play Jane Burnham in American Beauty, where her character lives at that same house. 
very different role for Thora Birch. Sure. Yeah. Very. Very different. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So. So fun fact, the street that it sits on is a fictional street called Blondie Street and features a number of homes that have appeared in everything from old TV shows to WandaVision. Okay. So, so it's a it's a street of homes that are just used for movies. Yes. That's so cool. And basically, so Wanda and Vision and the Griswolds and the fucked up family from American Beauty all live in the same house in Salem, Massachusetts. <laughs> That's beautiful. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the film was actually filmed in Salem. Most of the filming occurred on sound stages and movie lots in California, but a large amount of the outdoor footage was shot on location in Salem, Massachusetts. Cool. The cast and crew spent a few weeks filming the real town the story takes place in. The scenes from the 1600s were shot in Pioneer Village, a historical site in Salem. Sweet. The high school in the film, Jacob Bailey High, was actually Phillips Elementary School. And the adorable little 1870s Victorian home the Denison family lived in is on Ocean Avenue in Salem. The Halloween party in the film takes place in the Old Town Hall, which is actually the Salem Museum on Derby Street. And finally, the beautiful White House that belongs to Allison's family in the film is actually the Ropes Mansion in Salem's McIntyre Historic District. Wow. Oh, shit. I'm going to go to Salem. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that would be a really cool place to visit. Especially for her. Yeah. For this lunatic. Yeah, my daughter she would be a- real into that, too. Maybe that could be a, a weirdo date a for weirdo me and her. Date. Yeah, like a week-long trip <laughs> to Salem. Salem. <laughs> oh, God, they'd never come back. <laughs> No. <laughs> We'd come back with a bunch of black cats. Yeah. They'd come back with the souls of yeah, your enemies. Totally. That's right. They're like, you guys look really vibrant all of a sudden. <laughs> what is that? I've just been bathing in children's blood. Oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, fun little tidbit. Bette Midler turning into stone at the end was actually a practical effect. Really? Yep. That's interesting. Rather than rely on CGI um, or actually painting her... To look like stone, the special effects team had seven different statues made, and the statues created the progression from living Midler to statue Midler. Wow. Wow. Now I'm going to be looking for that. Totally. Probably most of you know that Thackeray Binks was actually voiced by a different actor than the person that you see on the screen, not including the cat. Well, hold on. We can't just skip over the fact that his name's not Zachary. No, it's Thackeray. (laughs) It's Thackeray. And does that piss me off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. A lot. <laughs> like, so much. Thackeray. Hey. Is it, was that a thing? I don't know. Was Binks a popular last name? Let me, follow up question. Have you ever, ever heard of the name Thackeray in your life other than this movie? Do you think no. it gets shortened to Thack? Thack-sack. <laughs> Thack-sack. <laughs> um... <laughs> Keep drinking your coffee, James. <laughs> Just thinking of the sack sack. It's a sack sack. Well, the human form of that role is portrayed by actor Sean Murray, but the voice of the role, both in human and cat form, is provided by Jason Marsden, who also voiced Disney classic character Max Goof, son of Goofy. Ah. So, why? Yeah, well, what's up with that? the next thing that I have written in my script is, Why? <laughs> 
because it's not a great voice. It's not like, oh, I see. That's the perfect voice for that cat and that child named Thackeray. That is weird. Well, the production team felt that Murray's voice was simply too modern sounding and viewers wouldn't believe that it was the voice of a 17th century boy turned cat. I mean, I guess that makes sense. It was creepy. It was just creepy. Yeah, it's just confusing. It's different enough to go, huh? Yeah, and Marsden had to dub over Murray's lines as well, so that both of the cat version and the human version had the same voice. Amazing. So that poor actress just like that miming. reminds me awful. <laughs> Have you ever seen early Star Wars footage of like the first three movies where Peter Peter Mayhew is that his name? Mm-hmm. The guy that played Chewbacca. Uh huh. He he actually has lines on set. When he's talking to like Harrison Ford, uh-huh. he's saying like, where's Luke or something, blah, 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 blah. And then that's why Harrison Ford always responds so he understands him. Okay. And then they just dubbed over the Chewbacca sound. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. I'm planning so to do a segment on that one day. Yeah. There's footage of that where he's got really basic rudimentary lines. It's not yeah. like performative that's so much. funny. Yeah. It's just to give the actors something to feed off. That was totally like a precursor to the whole Groot thing. Right. Yeah. I am Groot. I just say one thing. But you know. I mean, for Vin Diesel to get that part, that's the best role of all time. He probably got paid tons of money for it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says one one sentence over and over. In different inflections, though. I mean, it's acting. It's acting. (laughs) I hate Vin Diesel. All right. Tell me, uh, say, I am Groot, but in, like, describe the, the, like, the tone I'm supposed to be saying in. Uh, you're supposed to be saying it because your grandmother just died. I am Groot. <laughs> Pretty good, right? Yeah, that was really good. Thanks, guys. We could have had you play. It's um, not too late. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Made. Vincent Diesel, he's got it locked. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Binks the Cat was played by nine different cats, as we have mentioned before on this podcast. Mm-hmm. They were my animal hero of the week, all nine of them. Yes. Um, and also a robot. So, <laughs> Which is also cool. Also cool. Because, um, you know, cats are kind of hard animals to use in filming. You don't say. And teaching one cat to do every single trick that they needed to perform is even harder. So instead, the animal handlers trained multiple cats to do different tasks different tasks and tricks each cat actor had a different skill Ah. (laughs) one swatted one slept (laughs) etc ashley is giddy (laughs) when she said skill she looked at me like skill (laughs) the cats have skills attributes talent yeah i want to be the eating cat you know yeah i am the eating cat (laughs) you know those like star wagon trailers they have for the for the talent do you think they had one for the cats they should each cat cat little cat condo shaped condo (laughs) uh well then there was the animatronic version of banks who would later appear in sabrina the teenage witch which tracks because they look exactly alike (laughs) and it's the same story i guess it's not the same story repurpose it close enough some stuff about the costumes in the party scene there are costumes from other disney films including tron treasure island the sword and the rose and even as a fun easter egg costumes from bit midler's film gypsy 
Oh, cool. Sword in the Rose? I don't know what that is. Okay, good. I just thought I was the only one that didn't know what that was. I, I don't either. Something old. Sword. Yeah. You're somewhere your dad's screaming at you uh-huh. for not knowing. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, and if you're curious where the Madonna costume came from, worn by Stephanie Pharisee, playing the mom, Jenny, that one was handmade by the costume designer to give it a homemade costume vibe. Ah, so that movie was made in 1953. Yep, there it is. Okay. Yeah. The Sword and the Rose. I thought you just accidentally said that and it was supposed to be Sword, sword in the, the Stone. stone. Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, well, how'd they get a costume from that? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <It's> <laughs> little drawing that they just put up in front of them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, additionally, the costume designer said that each witch's outfit was tailored to resemble the character's personality. Sarah's dress was inspired by Sleeping Beauty. Totally can see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Mary's resembles a baker's uniform and reminds me of the the fairy godmothers. Yes. Totally. Uh huh. From Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Bib Midler herself inspired Winnie's look. The costume designer recalled, when I talked to Ortega, the director... About my vision for Bet, I said, you can't put her in some black witch outfit. You have to put her in something that's colorful and fun and has a little sparkle to it. So when I did sketches and talked to him about it, he responded, now let me talk to Bet because this might not be what she was thinking. So we talked to Bet, who said, well, of course I'm not going to wear some black dress. <laughs> How funny. I'm Bet freaking Mig- you know, Midler. I, I, I almost said Migler. Migler. Bet Migler. <laughs> I'm Bet freaking Migler. <laughs> and he was like, wait, we hired Bet Midler. Who are you? <laughs> I'm her, I'm her weird cousin. <laughs> her stand-in. Gangly tooth. Yeah. <laughs> the devil's dog in the scene where they're at Master's yes, house. Yes, yes. That dog, which is one of my favorite parts, because the dog is wearing the little evil um, demon costume, and he jumps up on the the pumpkin, and he barks, and I'm like, look at him, he's doing it. Two feet up. (laughs) Just perched up, barking at him. He's the hero of the day. Uh, But anyways, that dog was actually Kathy Najimi's dog. Oh. Oh, look at that. Cute. Cute. Um, Here's the thing. Real moths fly out of Billy's mouth in the film. No, nope. uh-uh. horrible. God, that's something that I've told myself over and over. That's CGI. What nope. do we need moths for? Nothing. Nothing, right? They're pollinators. Yeah. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. They can we live. Need it for the world. I actually don't mm-hmm. mind moths. I just uh, don't like them when they come into my car. No. I had one that was like the size of a hummingbird come into my car as I was getting in there at night. Yeah. Because the light came on. The moth was like, wee! And it came in and it was like five minutes of me with my window open, all the lights off. I had my headlights on trying to get him to like go out that way. Yeah. I ended up scooping it out, but geez. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I'm derailing. That's okay. Well, so... The moths flying out of Billy Butcherson's mouth, sadly, is a practical effect. Oh. Um, I thought you just said they were real moths. I thought you were saying they were real. Practical effect. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Ah, It is real. (laughs) Listen. Okay. Practical magic. Practical magic. (laughs) Makeup and special effects designer Tony Gardner said that the actor, the one and only Doug Jones, Mm -hmm. who is also in the new movie, um, wore a mouth rig. Quote, mouth rig, kind of like a dental dam. Yeah. 
a latex pocket attached to the dentures that blocked off Jones's throat. Wow. To make the moths come out. There was a small hole in the very back of the pocket so that he could cough a little bit of air through it to hoax them out. Yeah. Or, what the heck? Ah. Imagine designing that. No. An animal no. wrangler. <laughs> no, I won't. An animal wrangler would place several moths in the pocket with tweezers. Wait, there's an animal wrangler for moths? Yeah, man. That's kind of cool. Do you think that the moth wrangler worked with the cat wrangler or if there were enemies? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's yeah. Drama I bet on it's set. drama. It's like, oh, look, it's Ted. I, yeah. So they had lots of moths, though, because they all had different skills. Yes. And okay. names. And little hats. Oh. I know. Sounds cute. Um, so they would... Put little moths in the mouth pocket with tweezers, and then the stitches would be glued shut. And then uh, they would run out of frame so they could get to the shot as fast as possible so they weren't just, like, hanging out in his mouth partying for too long. Sure, sure, sure. Horrible. Sure, 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 sure. wonder how many moths died on set. Hopefully none. You know how they always say no animals were harmed in the making of this film? Does that apply to moths? No. There's no way it does. It doesn't. It doesn't. I think it does. Probably does nowadays. Mm-hmm. But 1993 was a wild time. I, <laughs> I doubt anyone cared. It was a wild time. In fact, mm-hmm. in the script, Billy was supposed to call Winifred a bitch when he finally cut his mouth open. But Doug Jones thought it was too racy, so he changed it to wench. That's a good addition. Yeah. It's a children's movie. He also wrote the rest of that monologue himself. He thought, quote, he's had 300 years of buildup. He's got a lot to say. <laughs> That's fun. His terrible breath. I love that he's in the new one. Yeah. You know, this talk of all the, like, props and the, the, the costumes and stuff made me think of one of the, one of the uh, talks we did at D23. What was it actually called, Ash? The UCLA... Archives. Disney Archives. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. Super rad. freaking cool. I mean, they had old footage that like no one has seen of disney working in the studio in the 30s like when it was still in hollywood mm-hmm. just really cool stuff video of the construction of disneyland with like yeah like i was telling you james stepped out for a bit but they were like building the fort and adventureland with like real logs and there were like a bunch of dudes on one side and a bunch of dudes on the other side and they were all like picking up the log together and like Jeez. just hovering over their feet and the entire time I'm like, Don't drop it, don't drop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Men just built it. That's that's how it was built. I mean that that's, how was, yeah. that's what you do in nineteen fifty five. There's some really good footage too of just LA and that area from way back in the day and how much it's changed. Oh yeah. Like, think remarkable. of like old timey like silent films about like going through mm-hmm. like new york city mm-hmm. it looked like that it was right. like a city yep oh yeah it's not what oh you yeah think they of. showed downtown la yeah, yeah it was totally skyscraper city mm-hmm. vibrant cabs and people walking in suits and stuff and horses and now downtown la is just a, a nightmare yeah most of it at least a lot of it yeah, yeah. well Here's another thing. Each of the Sanderson sisters have an intentionally distinct style of flight. Mm -hmm. I've never noticed this. Um, So one of the film's choreographers, 
uh, Peggy Holmes, she was in charge of the flight scenes. She went driving with each of the women and then modeled their flight choreography based on how they drove a car, mirroring their quirks and approach to the road and how they handled their brooms. All right, Peggy, calm down. Yeah. Peggy said, quote, Winifred is in charge and much more aggressive than the other two. She's always leading the way and looking for children. Sarah loves to fly. She's always lifting up her mop and can't wait to get up into the air. Whereas Mary is more cautious. Like a good driver, she signals with her hand. Mary is the safe and steady flyer. Is she the one that flies on the vacuum? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was really cool. <laughs> you said like a good driver and I... My, I know. <laughs> my head filled in... Stay State Farm is there! so sad. <laughs> Me too, by the way. I'm so glad I wasn't the only one. We're just I almost, I almost just started singing it. Also, when you said that she she signals to turn, <laughs> I was thinking there's a turn signal <laughs> on a vacuum. Well, like, like a car. Wait, your vacuum doesn't have a turn signal? <laughs> Brake lights? How do your cats know when to get out of the way and which yeah, way to go? That's true. It is the law, after all. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, so in interviews, Sarah Jessica Parker has admitted that she doesn't actually really remember the movie or the plot. <laughs> um, she just hasn't seen it in that long? Yeah. Oh, how funny. But Bette Midler considers it her favorite film among all of her movies. I don't know if that's true or that not, but that's what I read is that she's very proud of it. She should be. Yeah, she's fantastic. She is the movie. I mean, that, yes. they're great in it too, but she's just so great in it. I love uh, Kathy... Najimi. Yeah, she's very She's funny. so great. Yeah. Well, she, on the other hand, watches it every single year. Yeah. Her and her family sit down and watch it every year in August. That's cute. And August, because they're trying to like time it so that it's in between when it was released and when it's really should have been released. So it's like the, <laughs> so the end of summer kickoff for her. That's great. Um, it probably helps that Najimi idolized Bit Midler and considers it a highlight of her career to have worked with her. Mm. Apparently, she had previously snuck backstage at two of her concerts to try to meet her, <laughs> once dressed as a bunny for a singing telegram. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite that facts. That is my kind of crazy. Oh, yep. wow. So, speaking of my kind of crazy, the black cat inspired the entire movie in a way how so inspired by a black cat in their neighborhood one evening film writer david kirshner told his daughter a bedtime story about a boy who was turned into a black cat as punishment for angering a witch Mm. his daughter loved the story and kirshner refined it into the script of hocus pocus ah i wonder how many like movies and books are that where it's like this a is a story like that or... I told my kids. Yeah. And yeah. Tell me the one about the black cat and the witch. Yeah. Because that's totally, I, I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. You know, there's stories of like Walt Disney saying that to his daughters too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I promise you I'll, I'll give you like princesses and stuff. And then he did. It's so cute. That's rad. Cute. Um, so Winnie's iconic curses, such as Maggoty Malfeasance <laughs> and Trollymog, which means slut, by the way. Excellent. Uh, I think that needs to be brought back. What yep. is it? Tro- yeah, Trollymog. Trollymog. Um, they were not scripted, but are, in fact, authentic insults. They came from an, a book of old curses that Midler referred to on set. She had two 
I don't want to say stagehands, but probably PAs, mm-hmm. just kind of like holding these books and just like throwing out ideas for insults that she could throw at people. That's, That's great. So much fun. Yeah. Try my yeah. Um, Charles Rocket, who played Max's dad, is infamous in the entertainment oh, industry yes. for having said fuck during the final moments of a 1981 episode of SNL. Uh-huh. And there is a bit of an in-joke in Hocus Pocus. I've never caught this before. But when he asks Max, he asks Max. <laughs> Try that. <laughs> yeah, asks, asks Max. Max. <laughs> asks Max. Got it. How school was, Max says, it sucked. And uh, his dad tells him, watch your language. Ah. <laughs> Not Wait. so fun fact. Yes. Okay. You're getting to it. Charles Rocket died horribly of suicide, having slit his own throat in a field in New England. This doesn't have anything to do with Hocus Pocus. I'm only telling you all so that you have to suffer with me because I always think of this when I see him and it makes mm-hmm. me very sad. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. gruesome. He's also in Dumb and Dumber. Yep. I so love Charles Rocket. Just some guy. Okay. Just some guy. He's like one of the bad guys trying to find them or the girl or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's sad. Yeah, I love him, and it makes me so sad, and now you all have to suffer with me. Yep. Thank you for including us. Yeah. I think you've told me that before, too. Probably. Yeah. Well, here's something to make you feel better. The Halloween party that the parents go to in that movie Uh is, every time we watch it, right, Ash, we just go, why don't we have Halloween parties like that? Like, why can't I go to a Halloween party where there's a Boogie and I mostly want the band dressed up in the full skeleton outfits and we shit. We used to have really good Halloween parties. I know. But not with live bands like not, that. Not, no. I I mean, it was like a town, like a town, town hall. hall party for yeah. like all of the parents of the town, all Here's the adults. The thing, went. James. If there was a town Halloween I know, party, I know. you wouldn't go. If Beaverton threw a town hall You'd party. You'd be like, no. <laughs> And I'd be like, do they have alcohol? No, I'm not going. (laughs) If I heard it was that cool, I'd go. Will I be put under a spell and have to dance for an entire night? Right. I'm in. If there was a really cool venue and Ghost, the band was playing. Mm -hmm. I'd be there. If it it was that cool, I would dress like the mom. Madonna (laughs) with those cone boobs. You guys could see that. Yeah. Be a little treat for you. Okay. Ponytail. Listeners at home. Make Hit James up. Yeah. Tell him you want to see him as Madonna. With the, the boobs. With the cone I mean, boobs. You've got time before Halloween, James. Just saying. Make it happen? Make it happen. Do it for the Maybe gram. maybe if we set a Patreon goal. There you go. <laughs> James yeah. will do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And Ash will get stuck making the costume. Yep. Well, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, a final little tidbit. Sarah Jessica Parker is actually a distant descendant of a woman accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials. Wow. Ah, that's fun. She's the 10th great-granddaughter of Esther Elwell, who was accused of witchcraft in 1692. Sheesh. Parker didn't know this at the time of the filming, however. She found out nearly 20 years later when she was a guest star on that um, NBC genealogy show, Who Do You Think You Are?, Mm. where experts showed her how far back they had traced her lineage. Damn. That's awesome. Speaking of Salem witch trials, Ash and I have been talking about some way to cover that a little bit. Oh, yeah. We'll be covering that next week as a follow-up to that last little tidbit. Yeah. Fantastic. 
I'm excited about that. that We're doing a- seven episodes of Spooky Season in yes. a row because that's just what we do. Yes. I Tis the season. That. We are so excited for Halloween time. <laughs> it's just so As you can tell, it's already decorated around mm-hmm. here. It's getting a little spookier every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, my sources were lifesavvy.com, Insider, Screen Rant, and BuzzFeed. Fantastic job. Thanks. I f- now I really want to watch that movie. Me too. Yeah. Have to. Well, speaking of watching things ha like that uh, segue i like that shoot segueing like through yep that's me on a segue i'm wearing a helmet <laughs> elbow like a pads yep. knee yeah. pads uh it's time for recommended content Yay! Yay! um so i have a recommendation but it requires you drinking or taking some kind of substance. Sure. Altering things, your mind. Yes. Yep. To make things funnier than they actually are. And then put on the movie Morbius. Morbius. Is <laughs> uh-huh. that? Oh, is that Jared Leto? Uh-huh. Is it's it that bad? So bad that it's great. I mean. I've heard it's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. It's so yeah. bad. How um, much alcohol did you have? I had enough. So he's like a he's <laughs> um, like a vampire superhero, basically, right? So Kinda. the story is ludicrous. I don't even remember what his blood condition is. I'm not even sure they tell you. <laughs> right. But he's a little boy in an orphanage kind uh-huh. of thing. He's yeah. you know always having to have blood transfusions, yeah. and some other boy shows up in the bed next to him and they like become immediate best friends because within like eight hours he's on a plane to new york to go to some fancy school where he's got care and he gets to be encouraged because he's super smart did they cure it with a hysterectomy they did not (laughs) um because see he's a boy and doesn't have a uterus (laughs) um that's also just very inside baseball reference to only something the three of us know about yep I like it. I like it. <laughs> Try to figure out what it is, audience. So then it just like flashes forward and he's an adult and it's Jared Leto. And okay. he's working in a lab with bats. Sure. A vampire bats <laughs> because they have some anticoagulant something. It's also way too similar to Batman. They take the DNA from the bat and uh. blend it with human DNA and he squirted into him gets all <sighs> kinds of super strength but here's the caveat of course now he has to drink blood now he has to drink blood so or there's he'll a die. right a moral dilemma ensues but, so and, yeah bats don't have super strength and they don't have like no. superpowers you got it ash no they don't they sure don't so I'm starting to think that this might be made up, <laughs> right? Um, but the story's stupid, but that's fine. Right. I'm, I'm down for a stupid story that doesn't really have to have a ton of fact involved. No. The acting, the dialogue, the special effects, I can't wait. all of it, can't just wait. love it. Horrifyingly bad. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. There were moments where Josh and I were laughing so hard we like right. had to pause it. I I can't yeah. I can't watch this right now because I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> and uh, there's a scene at the very oh. end. This doesn't give anything away because the story's so dumb. But there's a scene where there's a ton of bats, and I was like, we were making jokes through the whole thing, and I said, "What are we gonna do with all these bats?" 
And Josh goes, Morbius 2, what are we going to do with all these bats? (laughs) It writes itself. We just keep saying that to each other. (laughs) So expect Morbius 2, summer 2023. What are we going to do with all these bats? Well, if you want to redeem you know how ludicrous jared leto was in that movie and just simply how ludicrous he is in life mm-hmm. you can always watch fight club where he gets his face just demolished pulverized. yeah see and i don't dislike him oh i hate him with every fiber of my being i think i don't like him as a person yes but yeah. like his I'm movies indifferent. have I'm, been okay I'm with you. yeah they're they're fine i mean some of them have been even great yeah what's the one the requiem for a dream nope maybe dallas buyers club that one yeah, he's incredible in that. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Yeah, he's really and good. And he does such a good job in that role. But this, I don't think it was his fault. Yeah. I really don't. I think that the directing and the just the writing, all all of it is bad. What's he's the... kind of the only redeeming feature in the movie. What's the movie he's in with Nicholas Cage? Oh, Lord of Lord, Lord of, of War. War. He's That's really good. good in that. Also, the guy who plays Prince Philip from The Crown. Like mm-hmm. the the young Prince Philip, right? Matt, which I just started something. watching again on yeah. the plane. By the way, it's he's great, odd-looking dude. Very weird. Um, guy. He's he's the best friend. Oh, he looks like a weird skeleton man. He uh-huh. also played Doctor um, Who. Yes, at one point. He's very tall, oh. and his he he just oddly shaped. It's not sunken he's in not eye ugly. sockets. It's just there's like a weirdness to him. Oh, I know the word. British. It's British. That sounds funny and hilarious, and I will check it out for those reasons. Yeah, now recommend something we should watch not inebriated. Okay. Uh, This movie is the movie we watched last night, Ashley. Remember, audience, when I said I would tie it all in? Oh, yeah, Sophia. This is like a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh I tell stories backwards sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) Written and directed by Sophia Coppola. It's a movie called The Beguiled. Okay. From 2017. Have you seen this movie? I don't think so. It's great. It's, really? It's kind of her um, less talked about movie. It's movies. a little bit of a sleeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's amazing. Um, let's see if I can read the thing. Here we go. The unexpected arrival of a wounded Union soldier at a girls' school in Virginia during the American Civil War leads to jealousy and betrayal. And that's all I'll say. Okay. It is great. It is so well done. Colin Farrell, Farrell Love plays him. the Civil War soldier. Everyone is in this movie, too. Nicole Kidman is the headmaster. The headmaster. Wow. Headmistress. Kirsten um, Dunst is like the second in command yeah. really? teacher to all the girls. Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning. Um, From 2017, I don't even think I've people. heard about it. Yeah. Okay. It's incredible. Well, it's so fun and like uh, there's there's a darkness to the story. It's a very okay. dark story. Where'd you watch it? Like what was the um, Netflix? I think? It's on Netflix. Yeah, okay. it's on Netflix. I think. Yeah. I think Morbius is too. <laughs> Ooh, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, so I've obviously already saluted the nine separate cats that played Thackeray Banks yes. in the previous episode. So the animal hero of the week this time is every black cat that's ever existed. Ah. I thought you were going to say every moth that came out of Billy's mouth. <laughs> uh, no. Black cats. All of them. Future cats. Yeah. Past cats. They're great. Current cats. They're great. I they love them. Rep. I love them. I love that they creep people out. Totally. Um, and if you love them too, you should follow uh, the subreddit, Black Cats, mm. and watch everyone post their adorable, quote, voids, is what they're called. <laughs> 
Nice. I want, do people still believe in that nonsense? People like are always superstitious. Yeah. I d- have it's never crazy. understood it. Imagine believing in that. Maybe that's why my life has been so tough. I have a black cat in my house. <laughs> that's it. Huh. Huh. He's more of a golden type of He's bear. a crimson bear. He's a crimson boy. He's black. Not in the sunlight. You I see know. him in the light, you go, oh, there it is. Oh, he's a little orange. He's Yeah, he's got some crimson to him. <laughs> well, before we let you go, speaking of content, let's watch the trailer together for Hocus Pocus 2. Oh. Magic has a way of uniting. Happy 16th birthday, child. 370 years later. One of my favorite customers. Legend has it, it's on the 16th birthday that a witch gets her powers. Give me your best. Boop. Boop. That's better. Yeah. Sarah, hit it. No. Oh, man. Here's what it needs to do. It okay. needs to just... It needs to do what The Force Awakens did. Yes. Which is just capture the spirit. Acknowledge the past. Tell the story in basically the same form. Yep. In a, with just a little bit of a new package. That's it. Mm-hmm. Don't do too much. You're no. right. Yeah, that movie, it's a weird one because, like you said, it flopped. And then it's just like this cult classic now. And I love that even prior to anyone hearing about Hocus Pocus 2, how often you saw Hocus Pocus references at the parks. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 become a thing. And every Halloween, you see people dress up like that. Well, people it's funny because it. you were talking about it being a flop. And I thought we were still talking about Nightmare Before Christmas because it was also a flop. It was also a flop. And that was the one I was saying like i hadn't seen it Very until i was an similar. adult yeah and totally yeah. similar things the similar two time biggest frames. halloween yeah. ips at disney totally are they didn't do well in the theater Just but they're l- like cult classics yeah, now totally like vhs and dvd mm-hmm. life after the theater exactly which yeah. is a good lesson a for all of us that you know 
Sometimes when you put a lot of effort into something oh, yeah. and it doesn't pay off, sometimes it just needs a minute. Yeah, that's going to be our podcast. The, left, yep. the last podcast on the left had been podcasting for like eight years before anyone, anyone listened to it. It's something like that. I don't they think were talking I've got that day. in me. It's a long time. I need to be rich. I'm with you. <laughs> well, speaking of that. Speaking of money. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be having a big Patreon push. Yes. Yes. It'll and be fun. It's going to be fun. Excited. It's going to run October 1 through Thanksgiving. Yep. And there's going to be prizes and Ooh. giveaways and Ooh. incentives Pictures and of fun dressed stuff. like Madonna. Sorry. No, that's not it. And yeah, I mean, people out there, we've got, so we've got our loyal fan base of Patreon patrons that have been with us from the beginning. You guys are awesome. You're amazing. And tell us what you want, because we're going to be coming up with gifts for all of you anyways. Mm. Maybe if all of you want James to dress up like Madonna, as played by the mom in with, Hocus with Pocus, I mean, get together, talk amongst yourselves, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> and we'll we'll dive more into like the why. In yeah, the coming days we'll talk here. about it next episode. Really, just so you know, we, we are just trying to break even. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we want this show to... Like, we love doing it. We do it every week. It is a lot of work, admittedly, and it does cost money. We, we want to pay our editor and mixer a good wage. She deserves that. And so it does cost money for us to do this. We are not making money. We only lose money doing it. Absolutely. That, we are paying for this right. hobby. And that's not like a, a guilt trip to the audience. That's no, just, no, no. That's just the truth. Right. That's just what it is. Um, so, yeah, and we, we've done the numbers of, like, all the people that are listening to the show uh, compared to the Patreon, like we, I think we can get a little bit better so that we can break even. Right. We can pay Deanna what she's worth. So if you're not yet a Patreon, think about it. You should check it out. Oh, and we're we're gonna, yeah, we'll we'll break it down and like it is very doable for most people. I hope you know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'll we'll get more into it, but yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you, you real soon. soon. Bam! <laughs> so aggressive. Collision. That was pretty good. You still recording? Ah, we got one from Sarah. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WRHatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.